Welcome to Rex Factor. This week, Donald the Second. With your hosts, Graham Duke and Ali Hood. Hello. Hello and welcome to Rex Factor reviewing all the kings and queens of Scots from Kenneth McAlpin to James the Sixth. And this week, Donald the Second. Exactly. Very confusing. Confused you last it time. Did a little, Hopefully, yeah. it'll all be a little clearer this he time. He is, in case you are confused, mm-hmm. one of the hairy ones. Yes, and uh, he's presumably already in your good books. Due to the fact that he's got a, a simple straightforward name. name. Yes, yeah. please. Thank you. And no. it's not spelt with P's or Z's. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now, quick bit of background mm. stuff, yeah. as is the custom. After the Romans leave Britain, yeah. we've got four key kingdoms yes. in what will become Scotland. Mm. We have Picts, who are in the north, northeast. Britons, who are in the kingdom of Strathclyde in the southwest. Scots, Ovs, who are on the west, Dale Reata. And the Saxons, who are northeast England, but also goes into southeast Scotland via the Kingdom of Northumbria. And then scuffling around the edges, the Vikings and the Irish. Yes, so the Vikings come along, 839, they wipe out the once dominant Pictish leadership, Mm. leaves a power vacuum which is filled by our first monarch, Kenny McPee. Kenny Mack. He comes pretty much from nowhere to rule both Dalriata and Pigland, makes marriage alliances with the kings of Strathclyde yeah. and also High King in Ireland. Mm, so quite a powerful and influential mm. king. His brother Donald establishes Scottish laws over the Picts and the Scots, but doesn't really do anything else. Yeah. Constantine the First played that cautious game with the Vikings when they come over with their great heathen army. Mm. Sees them off for a little yeah. bit, gets his rival, King Artigal in Strathclyde, killed, but yeah. he then comes a cropper himself. And then his brother Ieth comes to the throne and is assassinated. Yeah, what a reign that was. That was phenomenal. Literally unmemorable reign. Uh, Only his name is Only his name. For its unusual spelling. Hashtag remember Ieth. And then he was killed off by a man called Girik. Yes, Wormtongue. Exactly, didn't have any claim to the throne himself and possibly ruled with Yoki Mm. as a puppet ruler. Mm. Um, He's there for a while, but... He has his rivals, amongst them, of course, is Donald, who takes the throne back. Uh, Donald the Second. Donald the Second, exactly. Charles so Donald the Second. Um, again, we don't know exactly when he's born. It must be sometime before eight seven seven, because that's the year in which his father Constantine the First dies. Right. So Donald probably born maybe sort of early eight seventies or okay. late eight sixties, that kind of thing. Um, so, son of Constantine I and Mrs. Constantine I. And mm-hmm. um, so he is the grandson of Kenneth McAlpin, son of Constantine I, possibly the cousin of Yoki. Oh, right. But, mm-hmm. Oh, because of that alliance mm-hmm. that Ken did. But yeah. no relation to Girik. Right. So, we don't have any contemporary portraits, thus we rely on the Heritage Games limited playing cards. How does Donald look on the card? I'm going to do a reveal. I haven't seen this yet, and... Oh, what a stance. <laughs> Look at that. So, um, a lovely pair of flannel grey tracksuit bottoms. Yeah. Um, Chainmail, mm. sword, super cash over the right shoulder <laughs> with a superhero's purple velvet cape on. It is gorgeous, isn't it? Shield in the other hand and 
what can only be described as a Corinthian helmet on <laughs> yes. uh, but you know suitably beardy for one of the hairy ones but I mean that is an impressive portrait right there he looks strong he looks hardy he looks pretty regal yeah looks like he means bigness he does he does and as you say, he's got one knee bent. So oh, that's the statue. Yeah, he's doing like a... What's this? He's doing a, a, a flamingo. Yes. Yeah. He's either dancing... Or mid-run, but yeah. he hasn't got his feet lifted up. Is exactly. That, that's like when, when someone is going to cross the road and pretending that they're making an extra effort because they can see you're waiting, but actually all they're doing is lifting their knees up quicker <laughs> and going, no faster. He could also be maybe doing a Kaylee or something. So like with the sword kind of... On his shoulder, he looks like he's about to sort of go round in a... Yeah, too. Maybe that's what conscious is. that what we're about to reveal? Uh, I fear not. Oh. His epithet mm. is Dasaktak. Is he German? Madman or Psycho. Brilliant. That is fantastic. Best so far. That is better than... Who's the other fella that I liked? Uh, McGrath, the son McGrath. of Fortune. McGrath, yeah. Very good. So he may have had a tendency towards berserk, violent outbursts. Very good. This is exactly what you want. Yes, I'm looking forward to this. So, the biography for Donald II. Mm. Ieth, as we should recall... As we're trying desperately... Um, was assassinated and usurped by Girik. Mm. So the next man in line would have been Donald, as the son of Constantine I. Mm. But Donald's probably too young to be considered for the kingship. Yeah. And would not have been able to challenge a ruthless chap like Girik. So he's bustled out of the country. He's bustled out of the country, as long, along with his younger cousin, Constantine. Who is also... In... Who's the son of Ieth. Right. So they're cousins. They've both got claims. Both got they're strong out. claims to the throne. And they are sent away to safekeeping. Now, the Irish Chronicles, which had nothing to say about Girik and Yoki, mm. pipe up at this point. Right. So they say, The Shrine of Columba and his other relics arrived in Ireland, having been taken in flight to escape the Gael. The Gael? Uh, yeah, the Scots. Okay. Yeah. Now, Columba's relics have been moved ages ago, and we assume that they weren't moved again from Dunkeld. So what this may, in fact, refer to is Donald and Constantine as the sort of proper sacred oh right you know, okay is this Columbus, a, yeah. dynasty sort of thing now the Alpine dynasty has been supplanted but they go to Ireland and they go to Ireland for good reason because as we recall Kenneth McAlpin didn't just make that marriage alliance with Strathclyde he also married his daughter Mile Muir to the High King of Ireland who's um, Ieth uh, Finliath and she is still around Oh, God, how old she? Well, because we've had quite a few short reigns, haven't yeah, we, yeah, to be yeah, fair. Yeah. So their aunt, therefore, Mile Muir, who's a very important woman, married to the Irish High King, she almost certainly takes them in. And uh, you said the High King of Ireland, so Ireland's united at this point. Well, no, so they, they've got various different kingdoms, but sometimes there's one who is clearly the predominant, so they're sort yeah. of dubbed the High King, but it's not a centralised state. Okay by any means but he's obviously very powerful and thus they are brought up at the Irish court okay. and, or an Irish court uh, by their aunt so this is probably as we said why the Irish sources ignore Girik and Yoki because Mile Muir who's the powerful woman of course uh, is saying no okay. it's my yeah, these guys who are the here. proper ones Extended, we don't um, acknowledge that yeah. guy so Donald at some point gets mm. older yep they do. Roughly 889, I would yeah. say, gets older. Um, and probably with Constantine as well, either raises an army or get invited to return by nobles in Scotland who are still loyal. Mm. They come over and defeat Girik in battle at Dundurn. Girik is killed. Yoki just disappears into the ether. Mm. And Donald becomes king in 889. Yeah. What, what an entrance. 
it's good, good. start. Exactly. Mm. Um, so, uh, da, da, da. Oh, yes. the Chronicle of the Kings of Albert is one of the key sources yes. for this period, and this is what they've got to say about Donald's reign. At that time, the Norsemen laid waste to Bictavia. During his rule, a battle was fought at Inisibisolian between the Danes and the Scots. The Scots were the winners. <laughs> Donatar was destroyed by the foreigners. Scots won. <laughs> Donatar, no. Well, no, Donatar is the next bit. So Donatar is Scottish. Oh. So the foreigners are presumably Vikings. Oops. So they get a win and they get a loss. For our American listeners, that was me doing an impression of the football results, otherwise known as soccer. <laughs> um, so possibly this is another period where the Vikings are a bit more active again. Mm. So maybe under Girick they weren't, but now they're back on the scene. Seems like Donald had one victory at um, Inisobsolian, but then was defeated at Danatar in 900 and killed. By who? By the Vikings. Ah. Just when you think you're getting everything settled, you're getting your house in order, you forget about them. Forget about the Vikings. Like, oh, the... Oh, oh, I can never take have... off the Vikings. So, Donald, I'm afraid, is killed by the Vikings in 900. That's annoying. Doesn't quite get a chance to really get going. No, because it's such a strong start. Brilliant I start. I thought it was going to be... Uh, all right. I wish these Vikings would just let us get on. Just leave a it. nice bit of internal strife. Leave it. Yeah. It's essentially what happens is that he sort of comes into the boxing room with just the, the most amazing song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jumps into the ring. Yeah. And then yeah. someone ties his shoelace and he falls over. Well, yeah, well, like a, a, a Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> where um, he gets in and he knocks the first guy out. Great. And I was thinking he's going to survive. And then, yeah. Yeah, what the berserker, who was actually a Viking, mm. uh, 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 wrestler, <laughs> comes in and uh, carry on. <laughs> um, and now a little note about Strathclyde before we go on to uh, review Donald. Okay. Um, so Yoki had been the king of Strathclyde, mm. as well as maybe taking over a bit of the Scots. And hang on, Girick. Well, Yoki was king of Strathclyde. And yes. And was the puppet yes, ruler yeah, yeah, of, of yeah, yeah. Scots, etc. So, as you said, the usurpation of Ieth may have represented a bit of a revenge for the Strathclyde yeah, and the Britons right. because their king had been killed by mm. Constantine. Now, Welsh sources note that in 890, many uh, Britons who were in Strathclyde abandoned their land when Yoki and Girick fall from power and then settle in uh, Gwynedd in Wales. Why? Well, I guess that's where the other Britons are because you've got Britons in Wales, in Cornwall and Strathclyde. So maybe when Yoki and Girick fall and Donald comes back and is all scotting it up, uh, they think, oh, no, it's never going to work. Too much tartan. Let's go to Wales. Yeah, go to Wales. Okay. Alternatively, there's also uh, effectively a new kingdom formed which stretches from sort of Clyde Valley from Govan, uh, which is the Glasgow area, mm. and it goes right down to sort of Penrith in Cumbria. So which is Brit- no, what the British colonised, like the Britons. Well, yes, apparently it's a very um, various identity. So you've got Britons, Vikings, Saxons, maybe some Scots in there. It's a whole host of uh, different identities. But we get this new kingdom, Cumbria, mm. that's oh, right. formed in this period. Okay. So there's remnants from Strathclyde who get moved out because Donald returns. Yeah. And this is where they move to. The lovely Lake District. What lovely chat. Oh, what lovely people, rather. Oh, lovely yeah. land. But unfortunately for the people who remain in Strathclyde, they are once again subservient. To slaughtered? Albert's. No, I think oh. just just having to take orders. Okay. Anyway, Donald didn't quite get as much of a chance as we'd hoped, but let's see how he fares when we review him. Battleliness. On the good side, mm. 
he storms back in 889 yeah. and defeats Girik at the yeah. Bat Dan Dern. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's great start. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, so. Straight in with Home Alone. Exactly. Dun Dern's this sort of massive fortress. The archaeology showed burnt timbers, lots of arrowheads. Could have been a really nasty, hard fought battle. Yeah. He comes back and he regains the throne for the Alpine dynasty. Brilliant. It's good so far. Very, very good. We also have referenced uh, this battle at Inisobsolian. Now, the Innis part of that implies an island. Oh, right. So that's possibly maybe somewhere on the, sort of the east coast, where yeah. there's quite a lot of Viking raids coming, obviously, coming over from yeah. Viking land yeah. onto yeah. the east coast. Um, whatever happens, uh, we don't know the exact details, but apparently Donald enjoys a great victory. Yeah, less well-known. Home alone, too. Less well-known. But he does at least defeat the Vikings in battle. Yeah, actually, that's very good. So it? we've got ticks there. We've got him defeating Girik, reclaiming the throne beating the Vikings. That is very good. Um, and there seems to be general battling. It's probably quite a disturbed reign. It's maybe a period, again, because of all the disruption of the Vikings, lots of the rival mm. kingdoms doing battle with each other. Um, but he's said to have held sway over the lowlands, re-establishes Strathclyde as being this sort of subservient kingdom. Yeah. So he's done some good stuff, though. That's he's very good. shown willing. He yeah. deserves his uh, strong strong look on that card. He deserves a strong look. Doesn't quite deserve the cape. Problem is... That because the Vikings are on the scene, they're causing problems. So they say the Chronicle of the Kings of Alba said that the Northmen wasted Pictland. Mm. So at some point they came in and just Had a go. ravage a bit. And then ultimately we have Dunatar, yeah. which is where he meets his end. Either um, Dunatar sort of in uh, Kin Cardenshire or uh, Forres. Mm. Not quite sure exactly where it was, but probably a coastal fortress. And it's a serious defeat. He's killed in 900 in the process, and that's the end of his reign. Came over. Home alone three. Exactly. It may have been attributable, possibly, to the activities of a Norwegian king, Harold Fairhair. Oh? Who's the sort of, by tradition, first king of Norway. Um, and he'd, his enemies went into exile, and they sort of went to the Scottish islands. Oh, made trouble. Yeah, and then, right. well, and then Harold pursues them and just sort of starts killing them off. Yeah. Moving around the island. So it may have been that there's an increase in Viking activity. Because 875 to 885 is kind of the sort of key You mentioned period. this. Yeah, so they'd done it previously. Maybe Constantine might have been a victim right. and more coming over. And maybe Donald as well. There may be extra ones that have come over. So Fairhead wasn't involved in the battle. He was just pushing the people that killed him further into the Yeah, so it's probably, times. may have been as a result of him coming over that we've got a lot more Vikings moving around again. That may be what's influencing it. Mm. But we've got no idea who's actually involved yeah. at the time. Okay. So if you spot some Vikings, you're going to have a skirmish. Exactly, that's the problem. Mm. So, that's what we've got for Donald. There was some good stuff there. There was some very good stuff. I mean, who else on this list has beaten Vikings? Um, well, Constantine did. Constantine once, had yeah. one victory and again was then defeated, but Constantine also spent quite a lot of time effectively um, appeasing the Vikings or just trying to stay out of trouble. I think it's as, as good, if not better, than Constantine because we've got that big start... Mm. A victory against the Vikings. At this point, he's on for a huge score, but he, he just is. comes a cropper. Yeah, and that's so, the danger in this period. It's so yeah. easy to come a cropper. Whereas Constantine had a victory over the Vikings. We like the diplomacy side. Then came a cropper. Yeah, he's more battly. Mm. I am going to go for a four. That's a pr- I think it's a pretty fair score. I'm going to go with a four as well, mm-hmm. because again, we don't have a lot of details, but he does start well. I just think uh, if I, uh, we need. I needed to make sure it's better than Constantine yeah. for his battley stuff. And uh, good start. You know, we like a, we like a a, a conqueror. Mm. 
and a victory over the Vikings but it's pulled back and you really need a properly massive victory I think at this yeah. point to really do something and his victory against the Vikings doesn't really do anything it's just a victory a victory yeah. and then he dies in mm. a defeat mm. scandal don't really have a lot to go on here. The only thing I found was a suggestion that he may have cared little for sacred relics or psalms. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't feel, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, Other than that, I mean, we do, we do have the fact that his nickname is Psycho, and yeah, he's prone to violent outbursts. So we assume he must have been prone to lapses. Yeah, but I don't have any recorded. We're going to have to dig deeper, because my bell here isn't getting mm, long enough. I'm not sure you're going to be able to ding it. No. Oh, well. That's all uh, I've got. I can't give him anything. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm tempted to give him a, just a little bit for not liking Psalms. Psalms and being a psycho. An unspecified psychopath. Well, what are, what are you thinking? I'm going, to, I'm going to go for nothing, and then... Well, you you can give him something to bump him up yeah, to, was, to the psycho level. I was going to give him a one, just for one for not liking psalms, yeah, and being a bit mouldy, yeah. Subjectivity. Now we've got an interesting one with subjectivity here because on the one hand we've got something which is going to blow your mind. Ready. He is referred to not as Rex Pictorum, King of the Picts, yeah. as his predecessors have been, yeah, but Re Alban. Ooh, all of Scotland. So effectively King of Scotland. So this is the first time that we have this. Why don't we start with the sources? Uh, well, we'll come mm-hmm. to various things. Kenneth McAlpin is the first of the dynasty, so Donald mm, yeah. is just in this line. Okay. But this is the first time which we have this term used. And so it's an innovation because previously, um, where we have that account of Pictavia being wasted mm-hmm. by the Northmen, that's the last time we get Pictavia mentioned. Right. So from here on in, it becomes Alba. And, and it is the first reference to Alba, it's a new national term. Originally it was a Gaelic term for just the entire island of Britain. Right, yeah. Well, um, Alba? Yeah. Hmm. King. So Alba is just all of... Right. All of us. So you think Albion, yeah. you think, yeah. it's that, that sort of thing. Um, but it's now meaning the specific kingdom of the Picts and Scots, so perhaps where Gaelic is spoken. Right. So it's a generic term for that whole kingdom. So the purpose of this is perhaps because it's ethnically neutral, so you don't have to choose between Gaelic or Pictish. You're now just Alban. You're Scottish. Okay. And the Picts are happy with this? Well, yeah. So it means that they can adopt something new that technically the Scots are adopting as well. It's maybe a conscious effort to create a new unified kingdom after the chaos we've had of Constantine, Ieth, Giric, etc. Yeah. It's now saying, it's right, like binding. Yeah. formal kingdom here. Um, Neil Oliver describes this brief reference as effectively Scotland's birth certificate. Yeah. Because this is the first time it's mentioned it's a new identity. And for the Picts, although they're never referred to again, this does suggest that discussion we had under Kenneth McAlpin as to what happens to the Picts. Was it genocide or something more gradual? Yeah. That perhaps this is just what happens. It's now that the Pictish identity maybe isn't so significant as a thing. They've got this combined thing with the Scots. Alba, it's a new start. Face the Vikings together. Yeah, and they just sort of merge into it. It probably wouldn't have happened instantly for ordinary chap on the ground. Mm. But at church and state level, it's acknowledged. Well, that's very impressive. From there nor in. Mm. Very good. Curiosity, of course, is that if the kingdom's called Alba, then technically the inhabitants must be Albanians. <laughs> oh, perfect. So perfect. Scotland is land of the Irish. 
it's also the land of the Albanians if they're Alba. That and good thing I haven't quite finished that blog because I can include that. That was brilliant. <laughs> and but the downside, and there are some downsides when it comes to Rialban. It's only really on his death that this is noted. When it comes to who? The Rialban, King of Alba. Oh right, yeah. It's only really on Donald's death that we really get this term used. So it's actually it's more about his successor. Mm. saying, right, this is who we are now, this is where we're going, this is our new start. Uh, okay. So was it him? Can so we credit him? Probably more likely Constantine II, who comes after him, rather than Donald himself. Mm. It's kind of with hindsight, tying the loose ends together. With his, Yeah, so after after he's dead, right, King of the, King of the Scots, now it's my turn. Yeah. Um, I'll give it to him. I'm mm. happy to attribute that to him. Mm. Um it's very good stuff, though. Well, it? on the other hand, we did have the Northmen, the Vikings mm. wasting pick band at one point. Not so good. Um, and one thing we remember, when Girrick came in and did this whole Gaelicisation thing, so he got rid of all the Pictish bishops and all the Pictish nobles and brought yeah. in his mates from Scotland. Yeah. Or his, you know, his Gaelic mates. So probably the people at court think, oh, thank God, Donald's back. Now we can go back to normal. Yeah. But of course, Donald has been brought up in, in Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. So he's uber Gaelic. Yeah. So he's in completely indoctrinated in that. His formative years, his either childhood and or teenage years, is spent at an Irish court, taking in all of that sort of stuff. So the Picts haven't got a chance now. They don't have a chance. So when he comes in, if anything, he just makes permanent all of those changes. That but the Picts can get behind him because they, they sort of, he's their man more so than mm. the last lot. Yeah. And he takes the title, or the title is then created... Mm. King of Scotland or of Albion Alba Alba um, you can see how that worked that's yeah, very good works. so um, and but otherwise I suppose it's just another period where there's just lots of battles going on I suppose if you're an ordinary subject mm. it's not really much to go on I mean there's no laws or reforms or justice or any of this stuff it is just battling and but it's the fighting. groundwork for the next people to be able to do that on a national level yeah. Uh so I think I, I think it's pretty chunky stuff. Hmm. I like it. Um, well, I mean, actually, it, it's chunky stuff in comparison to the others. Yes, it's not. He's no. Um, he's no Edward the First. Well, um, uh, as a reference which will always chime well with our Scottish <laughs> listeners. Oh dear, yeah. <laughs> um, so well, I mean, three, three, yeah, hmm. yeah. I think I don't. Yeah, I think probably a three is a fair score. Because mm. I'd say, I do think that the King of Alba thing is more about the next reign than it is about Donald. Yeah, and it's setting foundations more than actual yeah, progress. Exactly. So that's a sixth for subjectivity, which isn't great, but this is, to be fair, a period in which subjectivity is unlikely to be high. Yeah, they don't, I mean, on, on the intray, they are going <laughs> right the wrong file, aren't they? I've got other things to yeah. do. Longevity. So he's king from 889 to 900. 889. Oh, it's not bad. Yet again, it's a reign of 11 years. Yeah. Uh, which, again, is a score of 3.81. That's pretty good going, mm-hmm. isn't it, really? And as you said before, these scores of, like, 10 years, which you think, oh, that's pretty decent, and then it's a low score, mm-hmm. that's because later on we're going to have epic reigns when they yeah. don't have Vikings running around the whole time. Yeah. So the Working. early kings suffer in longevity. Yeah. Dynasty, not the programme. Donald II has... One known legitimate offspring. They're not very good at this. Hmm. Uh, k was the only one that was actually good. The problem, to be fair to them, is that really we only know about their offspring when 
I suppose with K-Mac we had the daughters who marry people, but otherwise it's just successors. It's yeah, later the kings. So I mean, he might have had loads, but none of them have... Only the ones that actually become king. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, spoiler alert. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because I suppose if the uh, Chronicles can't be bothered to even acknowledge some kings <laughs> and give another one just say, there's nothing to write about this chap, yeah. they're not going to go into the, the ins and outs of this other fella. Exactly. Pardon the pun. So that's a 2.22 for Dynasty, which brings his total score to 21.04. Where did that put him? It's, it's fairly low, actually. It's quite low. Only IS scored lower. Oh, yeah. It's a shame, because he came in with so much promise. Yeah, he but did. Then that's surprising. I fell apart. So he's fifth. Yeah. But that doesn't mean anything when it comes to our final category. Does Donald II have that certain something, that lasting legacy, that great quality which we call Rex Factor it's going to be really I mean I'd prefer to give it to um, hashtag remember um, I can't remember his name oh no it's all he's got it's all uh, he's got I.F. 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 God I've got to remember that we recorded all these today and I still can't remember um, uh, I mean it started as you said it starts so well he looks at the first at the start he comes in he takes the throne he has a battle where he defeats the Vikings, and you think Rex Factor. Yeah, do you know what it is? It's like um, it's like the advert for Peugeot. I mean, this is a cracking international reference, but <laughs> advert for Peugeot, where the car comes flying off into a snowy peak and it goes boom and big explosions, and he just drives straight off a cliff. Yeah, it's, it's huge impact. Oh, it's finished. Yeah. Rubbish. So I, I fear that despite his early promise, no, Donald, no, it's another no. no. He doesn't have the Rex Factor. Yeah. So, Kenneth McAlpin still stands alone on the Rex Factor mountain. Will anyone join him and help him find his dog? Oh, yeah. Poor chap. Poor old Kenneth. To be fair, probably no one wants to get up there with this smelly, fancy dress outfit. Angelfish. Uh, now, let us know what you think and whether you uh, think we were a bit too harsh on Donald II. You can email us, rexfactorpodcast.hotmail.com. Yeah. Like us on Facebook. Please do. Follow us on Twitter at RexFactorPod and go on to our blog RexFactor.wordpress.com where you can read various stories or write about this but also complete a poll to say whether or not you agree about the Rex Factor decision. Yes, and like, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes yes. if you don't mind. Um, that's tremendously helpful. And leave and, a, review. Uh, a review. And yeah. it's a free podcast but if you do so feel inclined you can donate uh, to us at uh, as a PayPal button on rexfactor.podbean.com. Apologies for all the different yeah, <laughs> locations. But, you know, helps pay for the petrol. Exactly. Uh, and thank you very much to all the people who have done so far. Now, just before we go, a couple more me- of your messages you've been sending in. Oh, I like these. Todd Myers emailed us in relation to Sven Forkbeard, mm. or the Sven Forkbeard episode, because um, apparently a friend of his was named the chair of the Bluetooth Special Interest Group. Now, are we talking technology here, or...? We are. This is the governing body for Bluetooth standards. These are like, you know, Microsoft, Google... Oh, right. Proper, yeah, yeah, <laughs> proper yeah. people with proper jobs. Actual, yeah. And uh, he and he knows the chair, and he asked him whether he knew about the origin of the name Bluetooth. Yeah. And he didn't. No. So Todd uh, told him about the origin, thanks to Rex Factor. When he went for that job interview and did the research via Wikipedia, as we all do, <laughs> I'm sure... <laughs> I, he should have done he should, he should have done more well he's successful so yeah. maybe he shouldn't have done more don't listen to me and he says I look forward to Scotland Rex facts I can share with whiskey distillers have we given any whiskey facts yet? alas no. alas no if you have any whiskey and you want to get rid of it send it my way exactly 
And a few little comments about Kenneth McAlpin mm. um, on the WordPress poll. Alison uh, Seif agreed with the decision. He says, like Alfred the Great, the first original King of Scots, therefore I think he does deserve the Rex Factor. Whereas uh, Jimmy V, yeah. or maybe Jimmy V, <laughs> uh, said that he doesn't deserve it. Yes, he was the first and original, but what did he really do? He didn't really conquer anything. He just rose up in a power vacuum and consolidated through politics. Didn't find ways to outfight the Vikings. Rather, it was some behind-the-scenes political wheeling and dealing. Um, his story reminds me of the Emperor Claudius's rise to power. I will not argue he's not a good, uh, good king, but great, I think not. But he didn't, he didn't come a cropper. He didn't come a cropper, no. He didn't really so successful in those wheelings and dealings. Exactly. We, uh, was he lucky or was he skillful? I'm sticking with it. I mean, thanks, Jimmy the Fifth. But um, I think the crucial comment is uh, Lagaya, who says, "Of course, he deserves it. Fish scales and all." Oh, it's spot on. Fish yeah. scales. So let us know what you think about Donald II or any of our other Scottish monarchs. All the polls are available on rexfactor.wordpress.com. Yes. Get in touch. Let us know what you think. And next time. We will do Donald's cousin at Constantine the second. The second hairy one. The second hairy one, indeed. Brilliant. Until then, goodbye. Cheerio, cheerio.